0: Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, May 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to follow the podcast. Go leave me a review, rate me five stars. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always... Thank you for tuning in to Thursday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Hope you're all off to good starts to your morning here as we're getting closer and closer towards Memorial Day weekend, which usually signifies the beginning of summer around the USA, at least certainly here in the Chicagoland area, um, but still a couple days to go before the three-day weekend. And let's finish up strong here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. We got a pretty good show planned out here today. We'll be wrapping things up with the second Blackhawks 2021 season recap segment with the lucky honors going to forward Alex DeBrinkett. Be sure to stay tuned to check out that. And then uh, later this morning, I'm also going to talk about Duncan Keith being towards the bottom of the NHL defenseman Uh, in wins above replacement this season. I saw a recent graphic come out a couple days ago displaying some of the worst wars in the NHL among blue liners, and (laughs) good old Duncan Keith was right there with the worst of them. But what I'm going to start the show with here today is a quick little update on Hawks' top prospect, uh, at least the top forward prospect, probably the top prospect in their organization at this point, Lucas Reichel, who took a nasty hit in Germany's contest with Kazakhstan on Wednesday uh, during the 2021 IIHF World Championships, a bad hit to the head for Reichel, somehow no penalty called on the play. And he, he did return for a little bit in the second period for a couple of shifts, but then in the third period of what was a very competitive game for Germany, it wound up being their first loss of the tournament, falling to 3-1. In that third period, Reichel didn't receive a single second of ice time down the stretch, which um, is a little bit concerning there for sure. And now the uh, apparently the latest news we have is that Reichel is undergoing tests to see if he has suffered a concussion from that hit. And if he does... I'm not so sure he's going to be suiting up for Team Germany once again in this tournament. Obviously, it's going to depend on how severe everything is. I'm not sure what his symptoms are like at the moment or if he did wind up testing for a concussion, but just to be on the safe side a little bit, especially considering this kid's just 19 years old and is expected to make the jump to the NHL next year, I feel you know, this could be the end of the world championships for Lucas Reichel, unfortunately. There's only three games left to be played in group play for Germany, uh, but then there will be tournament play. Uh, it's looking like for Team Germany. Obviously, that's how they decide the official winner of the tournament. Uh, but it just sucks that the Blackhawks are having to deal with another situation like this. Uh, as if it wasn't enough for Kirby Doc to break his wrist for Team Canada at the World Juniors this year. Now Blackhawks fans are going to be skeptical every time there's an international tournament that players take part in. Um, Tough look here for sure. Um, And it sucks even more because so far through the first five games, Reichel had been the Blackhawks' top performer so far in these World Championships with two goals and three assists for five points. It was a really good start for Reichel in the first couple of games. He's had uh, a pair of... Really nice goals for Germany. And comparing that to the other Hawks players that are taking part in the tournament, Dominic Kubelik is the next closest in terms of point production with two goals and one assist for three points in three games so far. Kubelik has a game starting up in a little bit here today against Sweden. We'll see if he can... Keep things going offensively. Then next up after Reichel and Kubalik is actually Nikita Zadorov with two assists in his four games played so far. He's also a plus six for Team Russia right now, averaging over 20 minutes per game on their top defensive pairing. Then both Philip Kurishov and Nicholas Bodan each have one assist for team Switzerland and team Canada respectively Bodan's played in all for game all four games for Canada while Kuroshev has seen three games of action so far for the Swiss I believe they take on Slovakia this afternoon and then Max Shalunov, Brandon Hagel, and Brandon Peary all have yet to record a point in their four games played. Both Peary and Shalonov, uh, I feel like they both, whenever I go and look at the box scores, they have like three or four shots on goal usually. They've had their opportunities, um, and actually Hagel did just have a goal overturned yesterday in Canada's first win of the World Championships. Tough, <laughs> tough break there for Hagel, looking like he was going to get on the on the score sheet finally. Um, but hopefully he's heading in the right direction to uh, landing his first point of the tournament, as is Shalonov and uh, Piri, because both those guys, as I said, they've had their opportunities, but at the moment just have not been able to find their way on the stat sheet. Alright, there is a quick update on Blackhawks prospect Lucas Reichel and the rest of the players at the World Championships. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about Duncan Keith being ranked among the NHL's lowest defensemen in 2021 in terms of wins above replacement. But first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, which is the live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing some episodes later on in the week, late at night. And you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store or You can get it now on Android, and then you just quickly create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group, and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Build Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, and salted caramel, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, which is absolutely incredible, and they also have carrot cake and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the- keto diet not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar but they're also a great source for protein and fiber so make sure to go to billbar.com today and use the promo code locked 15 capital l and locked then the number 15 to get 15 percent off your next order one more time be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about Lucas Reichel being tested for a concussion following a bad hit that he took at the IIHF World Championships. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to get into an interesting graphic that I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago, I believe from uh, J Fresh Hockey, who is one of the best Twitter accounts that kind of helps make sense of hockey analytics. It can be confusing at times for sure. Um, I would definitely recommend checking out J Fresh Hockey if you're a nerd of the game and love the analytical side of things. But the graphic I saw posted from this account a few days ago showed <clears throat> the... Uh, NHL's lowest-rated defenseman this season in terms of wins above replacement. Coming in dead last from the uh, the San Jose Sharks was Eric Carlson, who's largely considered to be one of the top defensemen in this league, which I find kind of funny, maybe on... One side of the puck three years ago when he was playing for the Ottawa Senators ever since coming to San Jose, um, in my opinion at least, Carlson has been nothing short of a liability defensively. It's like in that Drew Doughty comparison where people still think Drew Doughty's elite. It's like, no, go, go and look at the numbers. Drew Doughty has not been elite for a while now, and that contract is horrendous. And then coming in second lowest behind Carlson is Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets with the second lowest war. Um, And I found that interesting because if any of you watched the Jets go and sweep the Edmonton Oilers in four games in that short series, I thought Morrissey did an outstanding job of shutting down both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for the most part. It seemed like every time those guys were... Rushing in the offensive zone, Morrissey was always in the right spot, whether it be with his stick or with the body to break up the scoring chances. Uh, Can't say I watched a whole lot of uh, regular season games this season by the Jets with them being up in the north, Um, but a bit uh, surprising to me to see Josh Morrissey rated so low. The third lowest was Rasmus Anderson from Calgary, then... Tyler Myers of Vancouver. Good job, Vancouver. Everyone knew paying Tyler Myers that kind of money was going to be a bad idea, but you went ahead and did it anyway. Credit to you. Fifth lowest is Seth Jones of the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is actually interesting because on Mailbag Monday this week, I had someone ask me about the possibility of the Blackhawks landing Seth Jones. It is just one season worth of data here, you know, Um, and everyone knows the Blue Jackets were horrendous this season, so maybe that had something to do with it, but definitely surprising to see him this low in the war totals. I know he did have a bit of a down year offensively, but it seems on both ends, I guess he really wasn't all that effective. Um maybe, you know, that could help drive the price down for him potentially. Um, but I guess it could also, you know, just be him heading in the wrong direction for his career as well. But still, if I had to gamble, I would say that Seth Jones, you know, you get him in a situation where he's comfortable out of Columbus, where it's not a nightmare at the moment. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's still very young. He's a proven talent in this league. I, I feel he's a candidate to have a bounce back year. Um, so who knows? We'll just have to wait and see what happens with that situation. But the sixth lowest defenseman behind Seth Jones is none other than Blackhawks defenseman Duncan Keith. And in all honesty, I mean, I know Keith wasn't good really this year. Um, I believe he ended the year actually with no assists in his final 23 games, but he still did have his moments and flashes defensively where he'd make a nice play in his own zone, you know, or in transition with a vintage stick check or a poke check. Um, but we all know the problem right now for Keith is that The guy's going to turn 38 in a couple of months, and he's led the Blackhawks in average time on ice in all 16 seasons with the team, which is absolutely incredible when you think about it. All 16 seasons he's played here, he's been the team leader in time on ice from being 37 to being 21, 22 years old when he was a rookie back when the Blackhawks were a circus in 2003, 2004, whatever it was. Um, But... It's just incredible, especially with all the extra mileage that he's put on in the playoffs. Let's not forget, this is a man who averaged over 30 minutes per game in two separate playoff runs for the Chicago Blackhawks, and at 37 years of age this past season, he led them in time on ice once again, and I feel that in order for this Blackhawks team to take the next step, getting back to where we want them to be, we need someone else to kind of finally take the reins from Duncan Keith and be that next number one defenseman. it's looking like Connor Murphy could be that guy um but I'm still not so sure if he's a number one defenseman as much as he is a two or three on a really good team. so whether it would be you know via trade free agency or just one of the young guys in the system really taking that next step someone is going to have to take over for Keith because when he's having to play 22 or 23 minutes a night, that's too much to ask out of him at his point of his career. He's 37, going to be 38. Of course, his skills and his speed and everything isn't going to be quite as sharp as it once was when he was out here winning Norris trophies and Conn Smythes. And another thing that I believe most Blackhawks fans feel is that Keith still could be a serviceable defenseman if he was you know, on the third pairing, playing with uh you know one of the youngsters, not twenty two minutes per game, but the team hasn't been able to give the blue line enough support as a whole to kind of lay off lay off the gas a little bit with Keith. There's still no established top defenseman in the system going forward, so um as tough as it was to see Keith right up there with the worst of them this year in terms of war. Uh, it's hard not to think that a lot of those struggles were due to him just having to play in entirely too many situations and seeing just too much ice time at the age of 37. I know if he asked Dunks himself, he would never admit to it. That's just the fiery competitor that he is. But asking him to still be a top-pairing defenseman at his age after 16 seasons plus maybe another one or two in the playoffs that's just asking too much out of Keith, and it's not good for him at this point in his career, and it's also not very good for the team either. All right, there is my little explanation on why Duncan Keith, I believe, ranked among the worst defensemen in the NHL this season in terms of war. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for Alex its 2021 season recap. But first... I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started, UFC is in full swing all year round, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done talking about Duncan Keith's role as a top pairing defenseman for the Blackhawks. Now, to finish off the show here today, it's time to get into the second Blackhawks 2021 season recap. Patrick Kane got the honors on yesterday's episode, and today I felt the torch should get passed down the line to none other than Alex DeBrinkett, who put together a marvelous bounce-back season for the Blackhawks in 2021. After recording a career low, 18 goals and 45 points in 70 games last season, a lot of people were getting down on DeBrinkett, claiming that, oh, he got overpaid by the Blackhawks and he's not an elite goal scorer in this league. Well... He shut all of those people up in a hurry, finishing third in the NHL with 32 goals, ending the year on not only an eight-game point streak, but also a seven-game goal streak. Dabrinkit also added... 32 assists, which was the second most in his career despite playing in only 52 games. If the Blackhawks played 82 this season, it really felt like DeBrinkett was about to go on a little bit of a magical run for them down the stretch of the season. He was just getting hot. Everything was seeming to find the back of the net this year when it was the exact opposite a year ago. He had a career best 20.6 shooting percentage this season, ladies and gentlemen. That's ridiculous from an elite goal scorer. And in comparison, he shot a career low 8.7% last season, nearly a 12% difference. And in his four years in the NHL, that 8.7% is it's his worst shooting percentage by nearly 7%. His next career low is 15, an insane outlier season for DeBrenka last year. So great to see him bounce back in such a big way. And with his 32 goals and 24 assists, That had him at 56 points through 52 games. He missed a couple early on because of being on the COVID list along with housemate Adam Boquist, but he still managed to finish 18th in the NHL in points ahead of guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Nicholas Backstrom, Gabriel Landeskog, just to name a couple. Uh, And he looked much more like the Alex DeBrinkett of 2018-19 where he was involved in so much of the offensive production. I really thought... Um, if we played 82 games this season, DeBrinckit, he would have been pushing that 50-goal marker, and he more than likely would have broken his career high in assists as well. He was only off by 11 with, uh, if they were playing 82, I think the Blackhawks would have had 26 games to go. So he could have been closing in on 90 points there as well. Um, What could have been, unfortunately, we'll never know, but offensively, I mean, it's got to be an A-plus from me for Alex DeBrink it. how could it be anything else? 32 goals in just 52 games played, top 20 in the NHL in points, top three in goals. He led the Blackhawks with nine power play tallies as well. That helped out their man advantage a ton this year because Patrick Kane only had three. That was the lowest of his NHL career in 14 years, and the next highest total on the team was Dominic Kubelik and Dylan Strome with only four. So without Dabrinkit, I don't even want to know what the power play would have looked like this past year. They were already one of the worst in the NHL with him on their side. But some other numbers that I wanted to get into that jumped out to me for Dabrinkit were uh, one of them was his seven game winning goals. He had a bunch in overtime and felt like um, I know he had... Uh, I I believe it happened in back-to-back games against the Dallas Stars early on in February around the Super Bowl. Um, But that was a career high for DeBrinkett, even though he only played in 52 games. His next next highest before this season was only four. He also set, uh, as I said, a career high in shooting percentage at 20.6%. Also set a career high in average time on ice by nearly three full minutes averaging 20 minutes and 32 seconds for the Blackhawks this season. Before that, his previous best was 17 minutes and 42 seconds. So a big jump up there for DeBrinckit in the responsibility level and also the trust shown from head coach Jeremy Colleton this season. That was clear. Um, And also, probably a lot of that jump up in ice time had to do with DeBrinckit starting to take on a role on the penalty kill a little bit as well. Now I don't know if going forward, you know, I don't know if that was just an experimental thing or if Colleton wants to do that long term with DeBrinket. I'm not sure. Uh, what one doubt I have about that is that I'm not sure you want your best goal scorer out there consistently blocking shots. Um, but overall, DeBrinket's play away from the puck and on the defensive side of things that also took a major step forward this season. He was constantly hounding players on the back check. I also thought his physicality was more noticeable this year. He set a career high in hits, and it seemed like randomly he'd have games where from time to time he'd have like like three or four, which would always catch me by surprise. Um, That defensive side of his game, it it, it wasn't a huge question mark, but it always wasn't like a, a strength by any means. But going forward, it seems like that could be a strong suit for Dabrinkit. Hopefully, it will just continue to develop into an even greater two-way player. You know, it was great to see the offensive production spike back up this year, but the real surprise to me was his defensive game going to that next level for the Blackhawks, and it should be interesting to see if he remains on the penalty kill going forward and what kind of role uh, defensively Jeremy Calliton is going to use him in. Taking a quick look at some of the analytics for Dabrinkit, Um, In the Corsi department, he did finish with a career low, 46.6%. But as I said, most Blackhawks players are not going to look good here because as a team, they sucked. They finished towards the bottom of the league in Corsi. However, one thing I noticed with Dabrinkit and some of the uh, other numbers analytically is that in terms of offensive point shares, Dabrinkit ranked 6th in the NHL this year at 6.1. That was behind only Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Austin Matthews, Brad Marchand, and Miko Rantanen, an elite company there for Dabrinkit. He also ranked ninth in goals created per game and 6th in goals created behind those same five guys I just mentioned. Um... And he was also on the ice for 53 goals, 4-45 against at even strength. So quite an effective player for the Blackhawks this season on both sides of the puck. Arguably their most effective player this season. Uh, the numbers would certainly point in that direction. So overall, for the Blackhawks, arguably, um, as I said there yesterday, I went with Patrick Kane as their MVP, but I could see why people made a case for Alex Dabrinkit this year. I don't see how you can give anything, give him anything lower than an A+. I mean, he was tremendous this year from start to finish. 67% of the voters actually agree with me, giving Alex Dabrinkit an A-plus for 2021. Once again, thanks to everyone who took part in that. Be sure to go check out at Hockey on Twitter if you don't know what I'm talking about. And be sure to get in on tomorrow's player poll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, May 27th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.